God, the priests of the Israelites. Smite Me Nation. We have a very special episode. Um, welcome, as always, to Smite Me, the uh, you know hottest Torah podcast since Miles Davis. I'm Josh. I'm here with my two co-hosts. <laughs> Say hello, boys. What's up? I'm John Elkabest. This is the best Torah podcast since Miles <laughs> Davis had his famous Torah podcast. Um, what was it called again? Exodus Brew. <laughs> Exodus Brew. Yep. For bitches. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a lot of coke when he made it, but you know what? It's looked back on as a as a as a touchstone. <sighs> bitches brew was well received when it came out as well. Hi, I'm Ayani and I'm glad that I don't have to explain why I'm laughing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um so this week we are doing something that would have made the fourteen year old me very excited which is talking about the Adam Sandler movie, Don't Mess With the Zohan. <laughs> yeah. Well, give me, tell me one more time, that sound. Uh, no, that wasn't quite as Sandler-y. That was, mm. more, that was more Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we took a look. We all took a rewatch of, or I only had never seen it before, but we watched the Sandler film, You Don't Mess With the Zohan. Um, and it's got a lot of weird shit to say about... Mm-hmm. Israel and Palestine and um capitalism Who gets to be white and sex work yeah <laughs> there's there's I think there's a lot packed in here and I think that uh-huh. no, I don't really think a lot of it's intentional I think it's just Oh definitely not yeah No it's just them they took the premise of like Israeli guy wants to be like IDF guy wants to be hairdresser comes to america and then they ran with that and they kept had they had to fill in a bunch of blanks of little gags to do but the the politics of those gags are all over the place um also oh, i also want to mention shout out to my girlfriend angie who's in the other room right now the other day i was telling her like oh yeah we have to watch this movie for the pod for the podcast we have to watch don't mess with the zohan it's like this it's like israeli propaganda you know and then as a, you know it's like zionist propaganda and then she was just got kind of quiet for a while and then, like a while later, she was like, "Zoolander is Zionist propaganda." Like, she, was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like playing Zoolander back uh, in her head. Wow. <laughs> trying to figure is out. It? I feel like honestly, maybe trying to sell Ben Stiller as a sex symbol is Zionist propaganda. Because he's just a just a guy. I don't know if that's Zionist propaganda, but it's sure, propaganda yeah. of some of some, some kind. kind. There's a message being yes. being sent manipulations are occurring i mean i also would say that they weren't trying to sell they were the joke was that he was just some guy but he thought he was very very Mm -hmm. sexy yeah um do we have any like jews in the news or smithable deeds or is this another one of those at this Mm. actually i can't really call this jews in the news because this is at this point history (laughs) oh yeah no i wouldn't (laughs) nearly um, 20 years old 
this um, uh, this, is, this plate is not sizzling hot anymore. <laughs> Calm down when it comes to the Zohan. Um, what what Jews in the news? Yeah, are there Jews I don't in the know. news? No one that I can think of. I think. I mean, yeah, there's like the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and she's like sort of half Jewish or something. But what? What? No, she's, she's got not. some Jewish ancestry. I don't know. And Epstein was Jewish, and. <laughs> Um, yeah, Epstein being Jewish doesn't make her Jewish. Well, I mean, it might as well be a fucking Epstein trial, you know. So, do you think I mean, yeah, that that's the public. Do you think he would have been in jail sooner if his name was Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> like just a hair. <laughs> you think that, that's you mean if make... it was his name? Yeah, <laughs> like it was just one notch more on the like Jewometer. You think Jeffrey? That's the Jewish name you can think of is Jeffrey. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, even if it was just like. He just was a little more. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think. I think people. I mean, he was. He wasn't in jail because of blackmail, right? Like how Jewy your name is isn't going to change what level of blackmail you have on people. Mm. When okay, you're speaking of just like, oh, sorry. No, I just uh, mean when you're dealing with that upper echelon of like literal vampires and child molesters, like you're in the club. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um. Well, so speaking of just getting into the sort of spicy territory we're already getting, my Google searches this week, they probably think I'm, like, just a full, just, like, maximum anti-Semite. I'm, like, top Zionists Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Sandler Jew. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just was... Oh, I was There's also going on. This is this is for this is not just for you guys. This is actually for everyone who's still listening. I was crunching some numbers yesterday, mm. and I can definitely say that about a third of our audience left after our for the first time we mentioned Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Um, well, we get them back here. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> come back if if you're that coming is actually back. Really interesting. Though. If you're coming back, welcome back. Uh, you know mm. our politics. Yeah, at we love. No, we love Israel now. <laughs> we we've had a change of heart. That's just true. Kidding. I'm just thinking about your Google searches, just like uh-huh. best blood libel, East Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Gentile matzo recipe, yeah. Oh, boy. You know who also uses the terms Gentiles is actually Mormons. Uh, hmm. Mormons yeah. think they're Jews. That's, yeah, actually. They kind of think they're Jews a little bit. Do you, do you know anything about the Christian identity movement, either of you two? No, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, no. Is it just what it's it a sounds special, like? It's a special brand of uh, like super. It's pretty fashy, like right wing uh, American. I don't know if it's evangelical thought nece- necessarily, but like it. It one of the key tenets is that like the uh, the Jews as we know them as the chosen people are like not the actual chosen people, and they stole that mm. title from like white Americans. Fake ass. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're the chosen people. I think we're just some guys. You know? I mean, we're the self. We mean, we're the self-elected people. Well, yeah, self-chosen. we all got to get. Someone got together at one point and decided, like, chosen us. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. If that's just a fun fact. These are just fun facts. This is our new opening segment. Yeah. Fun facts with the boys. Fun facts. Fun. I, veto. <laughs> veto. No, overrule. That's sick. Fun <laughs> facts with the boys. The boys. Come on. Yeah, every time I can come up here, I can tell you an, another another dark uh-huh. dark aspect of uh, of American religious movements. Mm. Mm. Do you guys think Sandler has Jew face? Yeah, yeah. You think the same <laughs> man's got a Jew face? Going he on? essentially was a poster boy for Jews. For like, <laughs> no, I know we all love him, but I'm saying he doesn't. We do not all love him. Shut up. We all love Sandler. Adam Sandler, if you're listening. <laughs> 
just fuck you forever. No, not at all. Adam, <laughs> listen, there have been missteps here and there, but you are always welcome here. There was one really big misstep when he entered the field of both comedy and acting. That was a pretty... <laughs> How dare you? It's a pretty big misstep. Wow. See, the thing is, here is that... I mean, we'll we'll get into it in a sec, but we all... I, I mean, at least me and Ayane and I think, Joe, we all kind of agree that this movie is ass, but I will never stop defending Sam, defending Adam Sandler, ever. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler is a, is, a, is a piece of shit. You, all right, you're well, a piece of shit. We should... <laughs> Sorry. Gentlemen, gentlemen. That's all fair, too. <laughs> hold your hold your muskets until I drop the silk handkerchief. Um yeah, so let's get into this thing. I think we're all spoiling for a fight. Yep, okay. So I wrote us a little bit of a summary. I'm gonna try to breeze through this here. Thankfully Oh I guess, or I guess why did we why did we watch oh, this movie yeah, that's in a the good first point. place? <laughs> what what are we fucking doing? <laughs> I mean, because we're taking a break from the Torah and we wanna kinda talk about like just weird little pockets of Jewish culture and Jewfemera. Jewfemera. <laughs> and um you know, I don't know. I mean, I think this movie made us all feel sort of Jew barrist. <laughs> I know it made yeah. me Jew barrist. Sandman um, is like probably the top Jewish comedian comedic actor. I think who, well, right yeah, and best actor of all time. But yeah, I mean Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do not rile oh, yeah. me up further. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We all well. I certainly watched a lot of his movies growing up. He was like, I feel like just part of the like kind of you know American. Yeah, Jewish no, they gave. I mean, world. even the stuff that wasn't Jewish though, like Billy Madison and Happy uh-huh. Happy Gilmore aren't patently Jewish, but like he was just sold to us as like look at this funny guy and he's Jewish. You're like we got him, yeah, right. But then, then when we're all like fourteen-ish years old, he drops this Israeli. Like this movie where he's playing like he really goes there and a fucking Mossad agent. And it's like I remember it coming out and just being like, I don't know, I guess I hadn't I hadn't really formed that many political views at the time. So I guess I was just like I kind of thought it was cool that it, this was happening. I think. Yeah. Or it's like Israelis are kind of funny. So I was like, yeah, this is funny. Israelis are funny. <laughs> right. And they yeah, we liked we had our Israeli camp counselors and shit and like. The stereotype that he's playing kind of lines up with what a lot of them are like. Yeah. So it it, it uh it scratched a certain itch for us at the time. And yeah. I think also there's a certain aspect of like we did go pretty on our last not Torah episode, we did go pretty ham on some like pretty serious Israel Palestine stuff because we were talking about Norman Finkelstein. And like, what if we just kind of uh, approach something that approached the same thing from the complete opposite end of the spectrum of instead totally. of like academic rigor what if it was just like i have i have a character i want to play Wait, i just had an idea and more people have consumed this by orders of magnitude than anything norm finkelstein's ever written wait what if because okay That's so I, I we all know that norman finkelstein is a uh, from what i've heard pretty responsive to emails we could probably get a hold of him what if i just send him an email that just said what did you think of you don't mess with the Zohan? Can you write Do us it. a review and then we'll just read it on air? In your voice, well, yeah. <laughs> I love, like, ventriloquized fan mail. That's fucking fire. That's a fun, oh. yeah, that's a fun one. I don't know who you are, and I'm not sure why you didn't invite me on your podcast. But yeah, also, the last epi- on the last episode, Zohan came up and we kind of... We're like, what if we did a rewatch and mm. we made it so? So do we want well, do we want to dive into a summary? 
Sure. I got a little summary for us. So I want you guys to all just sort of ooh, breathe in, breathe in. This is this is 2021 air that you're breathing in. Mm. I want just you don't, to breathe Don't out. go ad hominem on the Sandman or we're going to have a problem. Otherwise, I'll, yeah, otherwise I'll keep it shut. Yeah, civility, civility is clutch civility. here. Uh, uh. And, then, and then I want you to just breathe out some 2008 air. Okay, really, <laughs> really set your mind. So we would have been how old at the time? Like 14. 14. 14. George W. Bush. Freshly, freshly bar mitzvahed. Freshly bar mitzvahed. George W. Bush was the president of the United States. So, perfect. It's August 2008. 9-11 is just one of a million elements that make up the backdrop of the American mind. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> you were not kidding that you did some homework on this. I, I, I did some homework. Yeah, I was looking at other stuff that came out around this time, too. We got over it pretty quick as the the general idea, at least in the media landscape. The bank, Washington Mutual, is about one month away from being seized by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and Barack Obama is just two months away from being the first black man elected as president of the United States of America. Amidst the air of both change and uncertainty came a little piece of cinema known as You Don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> Everyone, everyone set. Everyone in the mood. Put yourself oh, in the mind. Boy. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm at the at the theater. We, um, <laughs> yeah. This movie came right around the time that everyone started to realize that everything is fucked. Had we realized yet? I mean, was Occupy going at the time? I don't know. I guess oh, that's that not... was that was I uh, Occupy I was was after the financial or like after the first parts of the financial crisis right i feel like that's a 2009 like thing. during yeah, yeah no i think you're right anyway yeah shit was starting to get pretty bad yeah i think that was the first we pe- thought we had hope but we just had a financial crisis we it- thought we had hope but we just had a dope <laughs> and his name was barack obama <laughs> oh my god we didn't know that at the time at this time if you let, let me put it this way to put frame your uh heads to if at this point you were like a, a progressive person in 2008 and thought barack obama was going to bring a bunch of change you would have it wouldn't have been unreasonable for you to believe that this is also this is a tangent but it's like yeah i thought barack obama was going to be great at the time but like i was 14 what's everyone else's fucking excuse <laughs> i was a yeah. child imagine you being literally a, didn't know any better yeah imagine being a fully grown adult and you think that that's gonna i don't know well we can get into you that, that but that, this was also anyway when he was running more on uh a fake progressive uh, That's platform true. when he was like, no, we're going to bring, you know, stuff that we badly need that we still don't have today. So I could say unironically, thanks Obama in the ironic tone. Um, so it is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really double whatever. Wow. I wrote more. Um, okay. So you don't mess with the Zohan follows the story of Zohan Veer played by, you guessed it, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh, he is an eldritch superhuman massage agent who has conquered death and whose main personality trait is that he enjoys sex. <laughs> okay, and you can jump in and correct no, me at no, any that's, point. That's, no, it's accurate. He is Short extremely shorts. famous and beloved in Israel due to the large number of successful high-profile counterterrorism actions he's taken against the Palestinians. Despite this fame, his secret desire is to become a hairstylist. His family and the society around him do not approve of this dream. Zohan is then recruited to capture a similarly eldritch Superman Palestinian villain known as Phantom, played by John Torturo, of all people. Our boy. <laughs> He's Famed back. Palestinian-American John Torturo. 
He's not Palestinian. No, he's just an Italian person. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's they get a lot of one of the most common kind of people you'll alt, find in New York. Yeah, like you movie. said about Rob Schneider last week, Josh, just a racial utility player for Sandler films. There are a lot of a lot of six men of the year in this movie when it comes to <laughs> racial politics. So because I'm kind of trying to just hit over the major plot points, basically during the mission, Zohan fakes his own death, and he smuggles himself to New York where he adopts the name of Scrappy Coco. Except for no one really calls him that because in the movie they still – it's – No, but the people the people who don't know he's Israeli call him – I guess they call him Scrappy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Those are the names of the dogs that he's in the in the crate with. I don't know. Yeah, he, it's, it doesn't. It's I, – I guess it's cute. It's my best word I can use for it. I guess it's cute. Um, so on his very first day in New York, he unsuccessfully applies for work at Paul Mitchell. Uh, and while he's using his superpowers to maneuver around the city, he befriends a young Jewish man named Michael. Michael lets Zohan – Nick Swartzen. Yeah. Michael lets Zohan stay at the apartment that Michael and his mother share and then stops having any kind of narrative significance. Zohan and uh, Michael's mother, Gail, fuck a bunch, which will pay off narratively in 25 minutes of runtime. Just you wait. Despite his superpowers, Zohan cannot find work at a hair salon. He meets an Israeli immigrant who apparently has a name, but I do not remember, and I wrote this while I was at work, so I didn't look it up. Did you look it up? No, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Oh, fair or something. Probably like Adon. (laughs) His Israeli friend promises not to reveal Zohan's identity and points him to a hair salon that is owned by a Palestinian woman named Dahlia, who is played by Emmanuel Shkri. Jew. Uh, uh, Jew. Who is not Palestinian <laughs> but from, and is but also from Morocco. But her parents are Moroccan. That's not Palestinian. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if you add it up. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I say that because I, I looked it yeah. up and someone was trying to make that argument on a on a comment oh, section. What? No, the I mean, argument I saw that other people calling her white, which I was like, also she's like North African. So I don't know. He eventually does end up working at the uh, at the hair salon owned by Dahlia, and he's pretending to be Australian and not Israeli, even though he has a very thick mostly israeli accent i say mostly because adam sandler definitely slips into just like kind of french <laughs> i mean whomst amongst us has not tried to do an israeli guy voice and <laughs> ended up doing a french guy uh maybe people who are i'll be super failed more experienced in accent work than perhaps mr sandler is fair okay <laughs> um so he's relegated to just clean up tasks until one stylist unexpectedly quits, and then Dahlia gives Zohan a chance to fill in. He delivers a sexual massage slash haircut to an older woman and has sex with her in the back, and there's your plant and payoff from the Zohan fucking Michael's mom, Gail. Oh, it says in my thing here, go fuck yourself, this movie is terrible and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> just a little note to yourself. Yeah, not in parentheses. When he started banging the old ladies? Uh, I mean, I wrote this after I watched it. It's okay, just, okay. Yeah. I think I just had to write that to myself. Um, Zohan cutting hair and fucking older woman becomes the salon's new business model, which allows Dahlia to stave off being bought out by Grant Walbridge, a corporate guy, I guess, who wants to destroy Gavin Newsom. He is a corporate guy. He's just like, what if, what if I was, I, I did business for my business. Yeah, he's just coming around, collecting the rent from the Israelis and the Palestinians. Business Inc. Yep. Yeah. He wants to destroy the neighborhood and build a mall with a roller coaster in it. That's actually kind of been happening in the background of the story, but it's kind of like this is where he sort of actually narratively fits in, and he's the true villain of the story, I guess. Whatever. Um, Also in the background, but apparently now part of the main story, a cab driver named Salim, who's played by Rob Schneider, 
because yeah <laughs> another famous palestinian american <laughs> yeah uh, who have we seen a couple times recognizes Zohan as we as he works. We also learn that Zohan stole Salim's goat back in the old country. Salim and his friends attempt to, or his friends who are Palestinian attempt to kill Zohan, but are ultimately unsuccessful and end up contacting Phantom, John Turturro, to help. Uh, somewhere along the way, Walbridge sets up a hacky sack competition between a Lebanese and Israeli teams to distract the Israeli and Palestinians <laughs> in the neighborhood, and then hires a group of white supremacists to burn down the Israeli Arab neighborhood. The white supremacists are played by the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> I just we can touch on this later, but why get Lebanon involved? I, I mean, <laughs> it's because of, it's because of Hezbollah. But why not just make the hacky sack competition between Israel and Palestine? Whatever. Because Israel faces many enemies intent on destroying them if they let their guard down even for a second. Well, so then you, you have, have to, to recognize that Palestine without a team. And then if Palestine has a team, then it's a nation. No, it's Got not because it's not the Olympics. It's just some little contest set up by Mr. Business. Also, colonies have Olympic teams like Puerto Rico has one. But anyway. All right. Continue. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, also at this point, Mariah Carey of all people kind of shows up in the film. Oh, well, he's... I will say, in terms of more foreshadowing, Zohan has been wearing Mariah Carey t-shirts this whole time. So to see the real woman is is something special. <laughs> I miss that. I mean, I film. didn't see the real woman. She's still just on on the TV. But you know what I mean. Um, oh, God. So this is, I'm just going to read what I wrote here. Also, this is also that Mariah Carey can be in the film and bring Zohan and Phantom to the same place. Does this all seem unhinged, stupid, and creatively nihilistic to you yet? It's because it is. <laughs> <laughs> My my first thought when I saw Mariah Carey was like, man, she must fucking love money. She's just in you. Don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, she got paid a lot, <laughs> and for like a long time, like for not her, just like a, for a just sec, like way yeah. from the stand. She's like a scene. I was. She memorized some lines. I was surprised that because she sings the national anthem, and they have this. I don't know how this moment is being played, but they have this moment where you like see the Israelis and the Palestinian Im or immigrants all like with their hand over their heart for the uh, the Star Spangled Banner. And then I thought that would be the end of Mariah Carey, but she has like lines and shit. It's kind of wild. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was probably the most expensive gag in the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They really fucking blew a bag for that joke. Yeah. All right. So Zohan and Phantom, they eventually learn that the neighborhood is under attack and team up to fight the white supremacists. They join forces and use their eldritch powers to defeat their foes, but Phantom cannot control his powers and ends up destroying the neighborhood anyways. Somehow Walbridge is arrested, but to be honest, I don't remember how because somewhere around the hour and 15 mark, I switched from beer to whiskey. <laughs> yeah, like the cops show up and they just instantly know that it's the white man in the suit who's I... causing all the destruction of the neighborhood, not the large crowd of immigrants. They... A classic New York tale. Yeah. 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 Uh... It's, it's the truest part of the movie, that that right there. So the movie ends with the mall being built anyways, except for it's uh, owned collectively by the neighborhood residents. Everyone gets an establishing shot showing that their stories end well, and the, the Israelis and Palestinians seem to be getting along. Also, Dahlia and Zohan get married because it's a movie. Also— And Adam Sandler has to be with the hot lady at the end of this. Also, Dahlia is—we uh, find out she's sisters with um, It's not. Phantom. It's not even important to the plot. Yeah. Well, it is because How? we because they were in love, kissy kissy, but then she brother her brother bad guy. <laughs> okay, and that in that case, we also learned that uh, Phantom's true uh, passion is selling shoes. He doesn't even want to be a terrorist. Okay, and then they start a collectively owned mall, like they just casually them 
the movie ends with them being like like trying socialism i think is kind of cool um yeah, i think this movie at has... the very end of the, okay so basically at the very end zohan's uh verbally abusive parent show back up the movie ends my last note is huge shout out to everyone involved in this movie. It took a lot of people pushing real hard to get a pile of shit this big. That's honestly how I feel about a lot of films. It's like <laughs> a lot of people worked really hard, put blood, sweat, and tears into into a giant pile of fucking Doo-doo, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also real too. I've seen how much oh, garbage Judd sets produce. He can't get off the hook because he also wrote this movie. It was it was, it was uh, Sandler, Apatow, and like Robert Smigel, right? Some, uh, yeah, he's some yeah. SNL writer. Yeah. That it's very funny that his name is basically Smeagol. Says a lot. The writing this was movie. on the wall. His name is Smeagol, but this movie, not particularly precious. <laughs> Peter Travers calls it a hell of a ride. Um, Did he say that? So, well, he, I just feel like he's always saying that. Um. So where should we even begin? <laughs> where should we even begin? Um, start... Israel. <laughs> where the film begins. Uh, maybe start uh-huh. with our, our our man Abraham, you know, and the the beautiful several thousand years of tradition that mm. we share. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I guess maybe the the classic question is is it good for the Jews? The movie? Yeah. In the weird way this movie I think illustrates more so than other movies that there is like a dividing line between who is Israeli and who is Jewish. Say more. What do you mean? I just mean that even though Adam Sandler does a really bad, they like really don't hone in that much on the fact that all these Israelis are like Jews beyond just the like New uh-huh. York Jewy jet. Gash. Yeah. They're not, they're pretty much there. It's like more about them being Israelis. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's other Jewish characters in the, um, in the film and whatever, but they don't really, they, there's, there's no like, uh, there's no point where you like see them have a scene of like, Oh, we have this camaraderie or whatever. Like it's the only, the only time you really see it brought up is with Nick Swartzen's character. And then it's also, they think he's Australian. So it it doesn't even kind of really add up there. Wait, I want, okay. I'm looking at my notes now. If we're just going to start from the top of the movie, rarely have i seen a movie where somebody says the name of the title so quickly they just (laughs) they just busted their little panties with that one or whatever the expression is they just (laughs) busted their underwear. i think it is busted their little panties (laughs) no but they like within five minutes of this movie starting zohan like yanks a bull into a sand pit and then some Israeli little Israeli kid goes yeah you don't mess with the Zohan <laughs> like oh wow okay we're really just doing this okay uh, yeah I feel like honestly the first like 15 minutes of the movie kind of tell you much of what it, it like almost gets the point across in a certain way like it uh like for one he's literally like he's a superhero like he can fly and like you know yeah. walk on water and feel snow pain. He's like, like a I great think... old one. Yeah, yeah. Has he been like, alive forever? It's... Is that the implication here? Probably. I because I kind of started. I had a note deep in here where I was like, "What if this is? What if this is like really like heady actually?" And what they're saying is like, "This man has been alive as long as these peoples have been fighting." You know. Wow. That, I'm sure that so is tired. that is several feet too deep of a thought. Yeah, I mean, legal weed has been great for a lot of reasons, but um, yeah, so that happens. They're like, 
he's both like they really have it both ways with him where on the one hand he's like a killing machine and that's why he's like a famous celeb in israel but on the other hand he doesn't like it and that he's like tired of it and thinks it's kind of pointless but that he still does win every fight he's in throughout the whole movie which is kind of a like they well, they, they that's see, a move too he's superhuman yeah no i'm i wasn't joking when i said that he conquered death in this yeah. like he gets he literally gets shot in the face and it gets caught in his nose mm-hmm. like there are some crazy winks to like what's actually happening in israel palestine but they just like turn it into gags like he so he goes on a mission to go assassinate oh I, if you're talking guy, about what i think you're talking the about the phantom and then the children are all throwing stones oh at him, my god which is like an actual thing that happens because it's like you know palestinians are living in a, a heavily occupied like military containment and they literally can only throw stones in a lot of cases and they get shot be- for doing that mm-hmm. but he, he like in this he like catches it and like turns it into like a little balloon animal and then gives it back to him and they're like wow cool i have to admit i like laughed i like the the, the politics of that joke are terrible and the implications are are revolting but i was like hey, you made the rocks into a little balloon animal the yeah, the I mean, overall the, the opening the movie yeah the opening scene in particular i think i think that's part of why i was just like fuck this movie from the very beginning of uh, just because it's like it, it it makes these like weird nods to to like the reality of it but then also like i don't know it just it just doesn't re- it feels it, it 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 almost feels like it's like catching itself being like oh that was too real yeah, yeah. or it's like I think it's trying to get away with this comedy move where it like it's like, oh, you know, we're not we're not shying away from that. This is like some real issues, but we're making fun of everything. So like we know the kids are throwing stones at the Israelis, but we're going to like make a joke out of it. And I think that's honestly a way to sort of like insulate a movie like this from criticism where it's sort of like if you call them out for making a joke about something real, you kind of look like. You're being some self-serious whatever. And they're like, oh, we're just – we're making fun of everything. Well, but it's also like – so what are you saying with that joke? Are you saying that when Israel, when Palestinian kids throw rocks, it's relatively harmless because of how much more powerful the IDF is than them? So then why why do you fucking kill them about it so much instead of instead of just – Turning it into like, yeah, the IDF should fucking do the balloon animal thing, but they don't mm-hmm. and they never will. Right. So fuck you, Sandler. Yeah, I also so just like them, the yeah. idea that they this is giving it way too much credit, but it bothered me that the idea that you would have, like I said, a superhuman eldritch being basically that cannot What's die. What's that word you keep saying? Eldritch? It, it means just like uh unknowable and ancient and like okay uh-huh you know it's like one of the uh-huh like what would actually happen if we encountered like a an alien god right like we he would really, be israeli that's <laughs> for sure that we wouldn't really have any kind <laughs> of language to describe like how they can manipulate the world around them and uh-huh. i just do it i don't know i just i, I, I <laughs> move my arm and it goes oh and but like good. the idea that like he would exist in this world and then the conflict would also be the same in the world that's like, a good point is insane yeah. right it's like yeah. they honestly and truly they have a, a thing that could be like you know what how about tomorrow you just start killing these people and then you stop when they're all gone well okay so i want to paint a picture it starts on the beach in tel aviv or whatever he's like naked like throwing hummus at people you can see his butt <laughs> like he throws fish. He, he grills fish which when i was hunting with angie she was like 
is fi- is that an Israeli thing? Do they eat a lot of fish? And I was like, no, I think they just yeah, that's right on the Mediterranean. There's all kinds of d- delicious. No, I guess okay, sure. Also kosher stuff. Remember, so he's he's on the yeah 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 he's on the beach. Remember, uh, remember, he's <laughs> on the beach. Remember the kosher, having fun with his people, living a carefree life in Tel Aviv, and then like a chopper pulls up. And they're like, we need you to be Mossad again. And he's like, oh, no, but I'm having fun. And they're like, we need you. And he goes with them. And then there's a scene where he's like sitting in a room and they're explaining the shit about Phantom to him. Oh, yeah. And like uh-huh. there's a few things that I want to touch on in that scene because one of them is they're like it kind of the implication is they're like, like, we need you so that we can do it humanely without killing any he's civilians. A, he's, a, he's, he's the he's a, he's a drone strike or what they thought what people describe a drone strike as. Kind of. Like, yeah. And he's then the myth, he's the myth of a smart bomb. But then they're yeah. also making a commentary on kind of on Israeli politics because they're like phantoms loose and they're like, yeah, we let him go. We got these like in exchange for a couple Israeli soldiers, which like that is a thing, right? That yeah. is, that Israelis yeah. complain about. And that's what like just Israel will capture a bunch of Palestinian like political prisoners slash terrorists, you know, and then they – and then they like trade them back for some Israeli. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking about and like Gilad Shalit, like, and they go to great lengths to get back even like a single or yeah. a few Israelis for like so many of their adversaries as kind of because I mean it's sort of like it's a society that really relies on like a kind of cohesive military that everyone supports and feels like has their back. So like you know they really go hard when it comes to getting. Israeli POWs. This is kind of a a tangent, but do you guys remember Gilad Shalit and how they told us all we really needed to care about that? (laughs) Yeah, he was like a he was like a young IDF guy who was captured, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Have I? I don't know if I've told the story in the podcast, but it's just a short one. But I was in my at Kahila Jewish High School, and we were having some assembly about Gilad Shalit and about like I don't know. They were just kind of posing questions about like the nature of trading prisoners for other prisoners or whatever and then this one kid who's like a rat the was like a rabbi's son raised his hand and was like uh, he's like well like when he joined the army he like was um like agreeing to like risk his life to like make israeli life safer and then now by like trading by like them re- releasing a bunch of palestinians for in exchange for him he's kind of doing the opposite which is a crazy. I was like, okay, based much, Joshua. Wow, different Josh, but you know, <laughs> holy shit. It's also yeah, just like went for it. This this movie's not really trying to make any actual commentary about what happens inside of Israel, but what I think it does do unquestionably is communicate with, have a dialogue with Americans, and so that scene almost played to me like, <clears throat> like this is why we don't negotiate with terrorists. Because, like, all you're going to get is some stupid little prisoner release. Like, we should just send in our, like, our ass kickers to go do some ass kicking and then... But if we didn't negotiate with terrorists on this movie, would have just been five minutes of us seeing Sandler's butt on the beach. Which, by the way, you think that was Sandler's real butt? You think they got a butt double? I think he got in pretty good shape for this, it seems like. He did. There was I, there's something I read that, like, they are going to do prosthetics and then he, like, insisted on getting ripped. Which is like, okay, Sandler. Wow. Mm. <laughs> He sacrificed everything. Oh, I'm sure he did like a version of the thing you did where it's like, we'll get you in shape IDF style. Wait, what thing I did? When you went to Israel. Oh. You went to, yeah. When you did fake military training. They made Sandler do fake IDF training. No, you volunteered. I'm Mm -hmm. sure. He has a big fight scene when he goes to capture the Phantom. 
during which he's having a discussion about Israel Palestine with some like Arab guy with a machete who's like, actually, it's very complicated. And then he gets like kicked over a balcony. So yeah. that's kind of like how it goes in this, where they're just sort of like they're playing the complexity for laughs. Like, isn't this just like wouldn't they all just shut up about this? And but yeah. then also like, but then the Israeli always still wins. Of course. I saw a good quote from one of the uh one of the actors who plays one of the the Palestinian baddies in the movie where he's talking about how he kind of was like and it's to the New York Times. He's kind of like, well, like the movie's definitely not fair, but it's just like less racist than other movies. He said the jokes are not 50/50. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, the jokes are not 50/50. It's 70/30, which is great. We haven't had 30 for a long time. We've been getting zero, so it's good. I love That's... that they ask him about it and he's like, "Well, what, fucking, what about Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's? He was doing all that crazy Asian shit." Like <laughs> Wait, is, this, is that what Adam Sandler said? No, I'm just saying uh, that was oh. like an example of just to deflect and say like other movies are more racist, just the idea of him naming like have you guys seen that fucking the original blackface uh-huh. guy with the shoe polish al jackson or whatever he's just like naming every racist movie you <laughs> yeah, can think uh-huh. of it's also just sad like i get it but it's also sad where it's just like well like any win is kind of like a good enough win because and they're still playing terrorists in this movie yeah i mean the guy was talking the guy was making commentary like we only play the bad guys and these the the palestinians this are like they want to be bad guys but they're like not smart enough or co- and that's true they're dumb we can dumbs. kind of get into in a in a second we can kind of get into some of the overarching like stereotypes and racist tropes that this movie really oh, relies it's on wildly racist uh, yeah I sh- we should be clear it's a very racist film i i do want to mention that in my notes i wrote that there's this scene where the zohan in this during this operation he like blows up someone's or something happens where someone's house gets blown up mm-hmm. and there's this Palestinian man and he kind of shakes his fist at Zohan like, fuck you. And then Zohan gives him a card. Oh my God, the card. And it's basically yeah. just says like, <laughs> call, like call this number and the Israeli government will, uh, will rebuild your house for you. Yeah. One of the more wild. Yeah. That and was I wrote egregious. That the Israeli government, uh, Rebuilding a Palestinian business broken from collateral damage during an operation is the best joke of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it would be like if if this movie was trying harder to actually know what was going on, that might be like a funny bit of satire. But I think they genuinely. I would be unsurprised if Adam Sandler genuinely thought that something like that happened. Yeah. At one point in history. Well, again, because this is all happening in the war on terror, and like at this point, it's like seven years, or I guess when they made the movie, more like four, but. So that's kind of like I think honestly too like he probably assumes that the U.S. does that because the U.S. does give people kind of token payments when it like destroys their house with a drone strike if yeah. it's a drone strike that they admit happened which isn't all of them but anyway iTunes like vouchers yeah <laughs> yeah so I feel like everything all his commentaries about Israel to me also always feel like shadow commentaries or assumptions about America abroad and like sure. the war and that's like, yeah. He says a million times how they like take care to prioritize not killing civilians in the movie when I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Like the true record of the Israeli Defense Force in wars is not so great on that front. But like And it's also movie, it's a little bit darker because there was like a pretty serious operation, like literally two years before this movie came out. So you could probably assume either right before or perhaps even during they while they were filming this movie. And he obviously was like, There's no <laughs> reason to revise any of this. Like 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Not that he was probably honestly paying attention. I doubt he actually gives a shit about the Israeli conflict. Like, I'm sure That's he thinks thing. he does. Well, there's like, – I mean we can get into – we were going to talk Sandler politics later. There's, did you guys see that, like the Howard Stern thing or whatever? That, no, I didn't. Oh, there's just some – like when, if you Google Adam Sandler Israel, like one of the first results is just – like some shit where like Howard Stern was beefing with – fucking roger waters from pink floyd because he didn't want to it was like doing bds and then sandler was on howard stern and was like that shit makes me so fucking mad man is that is that a good sandler no but he's like yeah man some of the frenetic he was just like yeah man it's fucking bullshit they're always going after israel it really like it was just roger waters was one of the first not one of the first but he's always kind of been like because a lot of people love pink floyd obviously but then they get upset when he's like hey Palestinians are humans too, especially fucking Brits. I would yeah. imagine they hate anti-imperialism. Yeah, for obvious <laughs> they <reasons>. really do. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Should we get to when he gets to America? Sure. So yeah, I- he gets in the fight with Phantom. He escapes. Uh, first, uh, he Phantom like says like, "Oh, I killed Zohan," and then you see all this, all these Palestinians celebrating in a way that feels mm-hmm. very racist. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it has the. It reminds me of how like. Trump was like, they were all fucking celebrating in New Jersey on 9-11. Like, people really love to put it on, like, to portray Arabs and Palestinians as, like, celebrating the deaths Mm -hmm. of... This is also peak, like, Arab monolith kind of idea of, like, they're all just Arabs. But also, if I'm a Palestinian and, like, the Zohan dies, yeah, I'm fucking celebrating it's the Zohan. Yeah, we all celebrated pretty hard when Osama bin Laden got killed. Yeah, like, Zohan is like a nuke in this case. I mean, he literally is just a killing machine. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah, which they end up kind of downplaying later. So anyway, yeah, he, he decides to go to America. I feel like there's a bit of, they start on a theme that they continue where he's both like the ultimate guys guy. He's like a macho man. He's a killer. He's super ripped. He's like having all the sex, but then he's also into cutting hair and like kind of feminine. His, his dad calls him the Israeli F slur. Uh huh. Adam Sandler his... loves writing movies where someone else says the bad F word. <laughs> yeah. Not him. Someone else. That's and like his insidious. idea of cutting hair is like, he is an old Paul Mitchell catalog from the eighties or something. So the haircuts are very kind of like, george michael sort of i don't know just like that era so i feel like they're kind of like being like haha look like he's sort of gayish and he like wears these short shorts but like he'll also kill you (laughs) well it's also like it's it's like it's like 2008 and they're like yeah like isn't this crazy like he's like feminine but he fucks chicks and it's like yeah yeah yeah, you're gonna be seeing a lot more of that that's like that's uh over the next decade that's gonna be way more of a thing so yeah, like sexual i believe was what they called that like he's a guy but he ca- he cares about things but it's also like that's peak hollywood bravery where they're like what if we had someone who you could potentially try and argue kind of quote-unquote looks gay but then made sure that he was as heterosexual as you could possibly be yeah there's multiple yeah. times where he's like no 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 i'm not gay yeah um, <laughs> do dudes do any dudes try to fuck him no, he, he just assumes that about other dudes. He goes out of his way to show his penis to his gay hairstylist coworker. Does he? Oh, I guess yeah, he does. does. Yeah. There's a lot of that guy, yeah, he's, sexual assault in this movie. Would yeah, you say? Also, yeah. yeah. He's casually, yeah, he's when yeah, are the, he's wait, when are the, when like are the lines crossed? Pretty much any time he's in a professional setting and he uses words. Or when he's like, hey, look, I have a boner for you. That means I must love you. 
Okay, but also all anyway. We, we'll 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 get there when yeah. we get there. He gets on the plane. He's sitting in the little box with the dogs named Scrappy and Coco. He decides his name is Scrappy Coco. Scrappy Coco. This is who gives a shit, dude. Ayani <laughs> <laughs> turns cares. off the computer and walks out. <laughs> who gives a shit what the dogs' fucking names are? Well, but yeah. that's what's his name. It becomes his name. It's very. It important. doesn't though. Two people. He use... go... No, he goes by Scrappy Coco. But then, as um, soon as he goes by Scrappy Coco for fifteen minutes, another, another Israeli comes up and is like Zohan. But he says, "Don't call me Zohan." No one. I don't know. Why I'm getting worked up. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Yeah, Scrappy Coco is another I dumb dag. I was pretty fascinated by was is where he settles in New York City because it's this kind of mythical neighborhood where like all the all the Israelis live on one side of the street and then all the Palestinians live oh, on the other yeah. side of the street, somehow, which is like not a place that exists in no, New York no, no, City no, no, as far no. as I can tell. There's like the Russian, there's like the Eastern European Jews who are in South Brooklyn. There's the old German Jews who are on the upper West and East side. And there's like the, you know, kind of shtetl Jews who are on the lower East side. And that's kind of it. And like, there's not really a massive Israeli population in New York. Cause it's sort of like, after the wars, you were either heading to New York or Israel, but not like from Israel to New York. So anyway, it's like a fictional neighborhood set up to have them have this like beautiful, you know, rainbow. I also wanted to ask moment. you guys, there's a whole bunch of things that I can't tell if they're like they're played as stereotypes, but I cannot tell if they're real stereotypes. Number one, Israeli electronics. That's not real. Mm, right. Is I that real? Kinda... I feel like it's like immigrant electronics. Immo- yeah, and yeah, and Israelis are a pain in the ass to like. They're pretty surly, deal culturally. With. Yeah. No, I know. I've that. Yeah. 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 It's kind. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They're not that much more of a pain in the ass than anyone who hates their job. Having the but... business, having the place be called again. I'm gonna defend this movie. Uh-huh. Even though it sucks, having the place be called "going out of business" is a funny gag. That's, That's a funny just joke. funny. Yeah. It's like, an, a it's good like joke. an electronic store where they're always just kind of scamming their customers, and it's always called "going out of business." And he goes, "Go, go!" And he goes, "Hey, it's good for business." Um, so that's a, that's a tight joke. Yeah, and then I guess the other one is hacky sack. No, that's nothing. That is completely and utterly made. That's up. That's like Sandler. Sandler. That's Sandler verse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're thinking of stoners. You're thinking of people uh-huh. who smoke weed. I mean, there are, like, some – I feel like it's his – it's just, like, a loose riff on that there are, like, kind of regionally popular sports like handball and futsal and just, like, other stuff that's, like, not big in the U.S. I don't know. Wait, I want to touch on something that's in my notes, which is – I forget what the – I'm pretty sure this was during the scene where he's eating dinner with, like, the Nick Swartzen character and, and his mom. But he mentions, like, South Africa or something, and someone says, like, it must be really nice there since they got rid of the apartheid. But like to oh, mention to mention apartheid in this movie is just yeah. Woo, you're really oh, right. Uh, no, he says that because he's uh he's saying something about he's saying that he's Australian. They say something about the apartheid thing, and then he says something about the weather being much nicer. It's a complete non sequitur, but it's like yeah, if I was writing this weird Zionist propaganda movie, I probably would just not mention apartheid as a concept. But yeah. file it you under, do you, Sandman. File it under another 30-second clip that there are so many of that this movie somehow becomes two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy that it's two hours It is long. a lot of little 30-second moments. I feel like, honestly, it feels to me like something I would have written in high school, and that's not a compliment to me or the movie. I think it's literally just like someone who has enough awareness of the world to mention something like apartheid or... I mean, they they just kind of reference like a lot of current events stuff, but with nothing much to say about it. They're just like, hey, look at this thing I know about. 
like nah nah okay so i yeah i know i completely agree that it's like it doesn't it wants to bring up a bunch of stuff and then just not engage with them at any way yeah whereas like i mean not that you know team america world police the marionette movie is a perfect movie but that is like an intentional and it has something to say yeah it has like a cohesive message yeah it's just just all over the place it has a particular uh ideology that it's making fun of even the name of the movie is like a thesis statement yeah yeah Yeah. but you don't mess with the zohan it doesn't have an ideology or anything that it's making fun of uh-huh. In f- in you know, it's f- making fun of hate, Ioni, because there's hate and craziness on, on <laughs> okay. both sides. Yeah. So it is making should... fun of hate. It's a parody of hate. There's a couple things that Nothing I, I kind of want to touch on and see. The first one's very quick. Is There's just, like, a, a lot of animal abuse in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they, they kick the dog. The cat. They, yeah. they constantly <laughs> abuse the cat. They play hacky sack with the cat. A fish ends up in Adam Sandler's butthole. Like... No, well, I mean it's a fish. Fish don't count. <laughs> fish absolutely. It's count. okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. They Kurt have Co- feelings. Kurt Cobain said that. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's a fucking moron. Okay, wow. You're gonna come after the Sandman and <laughs> I'll die on both teen, of those hills. Teen Teen John will not have anything left if you come. <laughs> Truly, dude. You're gonna take Nirvana and Sandler from me? Nirvana's. Re- I'm not even gonna fucking say it. I'm not even gonna say it. You're you're allowed to live in the fantasy world. Nirvana still rips. Sandler still rips. Suck my fucking butt. Okay. <laughs> just like that fish did in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I don't I I don't I'm not like outraged by it, but I was just kind of like, is this really like that like it's gags. Like these are the gags. Mm-hmm. We're at like, what if we kick the cat? And then okay, speaking of all the animals that are involved, I don't know if it's animal abuse, but the goat thing is just so fucking racist. It's super yeah. racist. To be like, ha ha, Arab guy with his little goat, and then it's Well, it's 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 that and it has this weird like this like weird connection to something very serious. So like the moment in the movie, so you know, Zohan's in New York, he's trying to blend in. This Palestinian cab driver recognizing recognizes him. Um, yeah, this Palestinian American Rob Schneider recognizes him, and they have they both are like having this kind of essentially like a war flashback. Like in a serious movie, it would be like the PTSD flashback when yeah. like the IED went off. But in this, it's like a shirtless Adam Sandler steals a goat from Rod Schneider, who's like so in love with it. They're th- kind of implying he's like a you know ooh he's like a crazy Arab goat fucker kind of. It really is that. I mean, there's that's no way okay. around I it. I didn't I didn't write it down, but that's I was getting those yeah, vibes. That's I what mean, we're getting at. That's that's the, that's yeah. the bit. Right. It's I, like how is one man so in love with his goat? And also like. You know, realistically, if if the Zohan was rolling through this dude's village, it would not just be the goat that he was missing. It would be like his whole family. And, well, yes, yes, that's you know. also well, so and also like another he's, little he's, elision that they he make. He steals the goat because he, uh, Rob Schneider throws a shoe at him. Uh huh. So there's like that's that. Right. There's that the level shoe, of yeah of the of shoe, like, which is literally like Bush got a shoe thrown. And at it's him. like, yeah, isn't it considered like that's like a thing in like a lot of. Arab cultures that like if someone's a real big piece of shit like the highest form of disrespect is to throw your shoe at them that's fucking awesome yeah really astute symbolism there but it is also like yeah like that could be the biggest symbol of hate that you could possibly do to someone right but then also you're not really putting them in danger or anything like that Mm -hmm. and like the that's again where it gets into this uncomfortable real world territory where it's like okay the movie wants you to think though that then 
Adam Sandler is justified in abusing the man and then taking his property. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, the real world version is like the Palestinian would do a non-harmful thing. And then the, it's and again, really or yeah. he would throw his shoe at him and it wouldn't matter because you're either the Zohan and you have superhuman strength or you're like an IDF soldier in like fucking and you a have a gun pound, and you have yeah. a gun and a bunch of armor like so it's like yeah. really you're no like you're just murdering someone and ruining their life because you felt disrespected it's just like fucking yeah. classic it's also I just thought of it like the shit. fact that it's also like it's the Rob Schneider character who is not an eldritch superhuman god right and he just disrespected a superhuman god yeah. like there, there's like there's so many levels of it that are completely unintentional where you're like this is just a fucked up thing to have in your head adam well that's the like, weird thing about it is that yeah you know you know us jews you know zionists we love <laughs> oh i know him we love to play as if we're the little guy and we're the underdog but then having sandler having zohan be this indestructible yeah. man who's defeated god and death it's like you're not really the little guy anymore and you're kind yeah. of just yeah. admitting that out loud totally this movie is like accidentally showing its ass constantly yeah in that way right to the point where it's like what are you even saying well it's yeah. like the way also that like in in the real world just to bring it back the way they'll kind of talk about we kind of got this in the norm finkel finkelstein episode too where like the way they'll talk about the ongoing conflict with the palestinians is as though it's on the same level as like a war with a traditional military like egypt yeah, and it's Syria not like or world war ii yeah but it's or it's <laughs> and it's not like those previous wars like or the palestinians even... aren't driving tanks into fucking the middle of tel aviv and like or like you know launching yeah. an offensive across the goddamn suez canal or i feel like they're even kind of trying to make it a thing of like Oh, look, like this street where it's the Israelis on one side and the Palestinians on the other side is like a metaphor for the conflict. And they're just kind of both going back and forth, tit for tat, yeah. doing little things to each other. Totally. Yeah. It frames it as almost like this weird. Well, it makes it very kind of like hokey. Like it's like it's like almost like Tyler Perry family. Like everyone's a little crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, another note I have that I wanted to mention is have you guys seen Black Panther? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how the character Killmonger is like Josh just did the just did the a Wakanda Ruth Conda forever. That was for, um, yeah, that was yeah, that was for Ruth and for Chadwick. Um, <laughs> but you know how <laughs> I do it every morning. <laughs> you know how Killmonger is like the villain, but he's right about everything. Yeah, he's like reparations. Yeah, and yeah like, what if we killed you? That's Phantom. That's John Turturro. He's basically the killmonger of of Zohan. No, I mean, I is don't he think, though? Yeah, but he doesn't, doesn't he have an ideology. He's just like, yeah, that's not he's true. Bad. He's not like calling for the end of occupation. He's, but no, he's, he's just the Arab Zohan. Then, like, no, yeah. that's what they're getting at, right? Yeah. It's so like, I guess it's kind of also this thing of like, it's this never ending conflict, and Zohan is an avatar for the Israeli side, and yeah. Phantom is an avatar for the Palestinian side, but. Have either They're of you guys... even-handed, and they both are so powerful, yeah. so it it falls apart under Have any. Have either of totally. you guys read the book, um, "The Cosmic Puppets" by Philip K. Dick? Mm -mm. Um, it's a very it's a sci-fi book that's Philip K. Dick. I mean, um, but basically, there are these two like ephemeral entities that are basically going to war over the fate of the universe in this small town, and I'm like the most based reading of this movie is that it's actually an adaptation of that story <laughs> oh my god and that the two ephemeral yeah. uh beings are played by john turturro and adam sandler 
Could we um could we talk about when the real estate developer enters the mix? Because that's when this movie shifts into like a slightly more interesting and like when it turns into a movie about gear. class solidarity. Yeah, I'm I'm about yeah. it. Yeah. So like yeah, there's this real estate guy. He's slick back hair. He's like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna destroy the the like ethnic enclave neighborhood and make it into this like bland mall. And to do so, he he sets up like false flag racist attacks. So he pays. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say first he like we see him walk into the Israeli store and be like, I, where's my money? I'm doubling the rent. I'm a Mr. Bag, big bad money guy. And then we see him do the same thing in the Palestinian store. I actually did enjoy kind that, of, that scene. That's kind of a moment of mm-hmm. be, us being like, oh, Israelis and Palestinians aren't so different. And they have a common enemy and it's capitalism. What? So it's. <laughs> um, but yeah, wait, were you going to talk about the boardroom scene? No, well, I was going to say, so, like, oh, the, not only... Oh, the Dave Matthews band, yes. Yeah, when they're, like, not only... So that's, like, a slightly more interesting point that, like, different immigrant groups in the U.S., like, the thing that's really keeping them down is not their animosity towards each other, but, like, rich guys' animosity towards them. Fair enough, fair enough point. But then they're, I like... I wonder if he even tried was trying to make that I point. Mean, I mean, I think so. At it's, like, like, they devote, a, like, a third of the movie to okay, that's showing fair. us that. Sandler is, like, a conservative, basically... He's worth half a billion dollars. He, I don't think he's an anti-capitalist in any by any stretch, but it's kind of an easy movie trope to just be like, oh, like just the big evil suits. Yeah, yeah. he's okay, like he yeah, wants yeah, to burn yeah, down yeah, the yeah. rec center. But then what's what I thought was especially interesting was that this evil guy is basically paying like Southern hillbilly, you know, KKK guys to fake like anti-arab and anti there's just all these like Jewish yeah no break down all the dynamics forth. of like there's the israelis and then there's the arabs and then there's like the like hick white supremacists and then there's like the big money capitalists it's just like mm-hmm. it 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 almost seems like it it would seem like it had the movie has a viewpoint like yeah. they really throw enough they, stuff in there to, for it to make you seem kind of but also they threw all the ingredients in the bowl but forgot to mix them all together to get the final yeah. product. Yeah. yeah, right. So you're just kind of like, oh, look, flour right next to an egg and some sugar. I guess in a world, but, that's a cookie. Well, so what's interesting about those, like, fake little attacks is I think they serve a kind of counterintuitive per- or just, like, a weird role in the movie because it's sort of like so, you know, like, all the Palestinian shops will be broken into and then they're all, like, walking across the street all these Israelis being like, I can't believe you did this. Like, you hate us, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, no, it wasn't us. And then, so that kind of scene plays out back and forth. And But then it ends up being the situation where it's kind of like almost implying that like the back and forth grievances of Israel-Palestine are sort of not fully serious or just kind of like everyone overreacting a little bit or like they're not seeing yeah. the reality because they're too prejudiced against their neighbor kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas I think it's like, I mean, no matter what your opinion on the the sides of that conflict, like, you know, everyone is traumatized about something and like, you know, people are dying and like, it's, it's like legitimate violence, counter violence, trauma, counter trauma, you know, and so it just sort of is like this weird moment of like, the thing that breaks the ice is they all end up hanging out together and start talking about how they want to like bang Hillary Clinton and you know, <laughs> Meghan McCain and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Um, so there's like, they like her yeah, legs. They say, yeah, I like, like it the legs. Implication that like, if everyone just stopped freaking out about it, you know, <laughs> just, just ran a along, train on be, Hillary. Yeah. yeah. There's also <laughs> this really weird thing that they try to establish in the movie, and I say that because I don't think it's based in reality whatsoever. Which is, 
they kind of seem to try and make it so that like yeah there's all this conflict in the you know like in the old country basically but once we've come to america like we're all kind of treated equally and like everybody's yeah. suspicious of us and like totally. i just don't believe that that's true for a fucking second yeah. i no mean it, yeah unless they're gonna like take on the like split between like white israeli jews and like mizrahi jews like th- there's a, then there would be a lot going on yeah no this but movie takes that would a be a different that, movie <laughs> that israelis who are descended from the same eastern european jews as like you know me are not white they call them khaki in the movie yeah um yeah. which i thought is i mean israelis are tan because they live in a you know a tropical yeah, they live in the or, middle know, they live in the they middle in the east desert. it's fucking warm yeah it's hot yeah but they're not i mean there's like you know their grandparents or you know their great grandparents were russians the same way mine were yeah but i'm white and they're in this movie not and they, yeah and they keep like alluding to u.s racism and like there are a couple moments of new yorkers being sort of racist to all of them but it's sort of like it's just not the same being like a brown guy a truly brown man in new york in after 9-11 versus like a tan white person from israel <laughs> wait okay i ha- i want to touch on this note because i wrote it down and i almost forgot about this moment of the movie because i my brain wants to because it, it's unbelievable what is up with him driving henry winkler in a limo and making him puke <laughs> What it's, just ha- gags. it's like gags no, but per what minute, even is the like. context of that gag? There's like, no context there's, of the gag. No, but some it's called mo- padding running time. Bro. No, but okay, yeah, what he's like working nights because he isn't in the hair salon yet. I feel like the only thing, the only thing they're grasping onto in the real world is kind of just like people having opinions about their cab and limo drivers and that they're bad and like in a rush. Was lim- was, was was Winkler being rude to him as a limo driver? No, it's it's honestly the best the the best relevance you can honestly put for that scene in the movie is it's demonstrating how much of a better at everything Zohan is to the Palestinians who are around. Uh-huh. Oh right, like Rob Schneider is yeah is like a bad yeah. taxi cab, but uh, but Adam Sandler's the most perfect. Uh, but also, fuck all of Schneider's customers; they all sucked. Yeah, the that ladies- is true. I mean, those scenes were like, I mean, who? they were both like trafficking and tropes, but at least it like made manhattan white people in cabs look a little ridiculous like they are probably horrible to the real life version of rob schneider but like they're all the movie is also horrible i mean rob schneider is also probably pretty bad to the real life version of rob schneider yeah that's totally true yeah if they interact at all though i guess he's probably not that rich i mean schneider um sandler's sandler's breaking him off a piece that's true. I guess everybody Sandler, in the Sandler world is okay. eating. I'm going to dive back into Sandler defense. Yeah, everyone in the fucking Sandler universe is eating. He takes care of his fucking friends. <laughs> they are in those shitty movies. They yeah. are working. What's that guy, Kevin James? That is Kevin James is in it as Kevin James for He's, like two he seconds. He has a cameo as himself at the Hacky Sack tournament. That is uh, such a generous use of the word working. Yeah. <laughs> he like claps. <laughs> he claps on camera. <laughs> okay, I got another scene I want to fucking bring up and ask you guys because I Let's go. it made me Is it the one where he invents sex work? <laughs> no, it made me almost physically ill. Um it was when they he is trying out for the fucking hair salons and he goes to a black hair salon and they give him a dreaded wig and he tries to stab it to death. Mhm. I guess I didn't Now that you're phrasing it that way, I see where you're coming from. 
I just thought I, I think thought, I see where the movie's coming from. <laughs> no, I mean that's fair. I thought it was a funny gag of like just he's a dumb, like overly paranoid Mossad agent and he sees a wig for the first time and he's just so like has never met a black person and so a wig just makes he like thinks it's like a creature trying to fucking kill him. But yeah, I mean ultimately again, it's just there's nothing they're not saying anything, but yeah, I could see that. It's, it's, it's a little it's racist. Pretty, it's it's pretty racist. It's also like this is right around the time that everyone in Israel is like, "Well, we rescued all the Ethiopian Jews, so and that means we get to treat them like shit now." Yeah, like I don't know. There's like layers. <sighs> yeah. There's fucking layers to that. Scene. That made me like, yeah, really uncomfortable because I was just kind of well, like, yeah, the gag. The gag is essentially that he like. He's also like it would be different too if he was just scared or doing whatever, but he constantly refers to it as like an animal, and like, uh-huh. or, yeah. like there's a way to make a joke that like he's a white guy who's never seen like Afro descended hair before. That's not him like killing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, he could give someone a shitty haircut, and they're also, like, this "My is, issue yeah. is not really with the premise; it's with the gag itself." He's a killing machine, and he turns everyone into pretzels. We haven't even talked about the pretzelization. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of also. Yeah. I mentioned there was a lot of sexual assault in this movie. There's a lot of regular assault. Oh, it's a lot true. of physical assault. Yeah, I still actually there... I, I disagree. He doesn't really threaten people. It's mostly just battery. Because the battery part is when you actually hit them. The assault is threatening them. Assault is threatening? Yeah. Assault's Hmm. not hitting? No, that's what battery is. Really? Yeah. So if I run up to you and bash you on the side of the head, I am not guilty of assault. I'm super guilty of battery. So wait, it's considered assault if I tell you that if you say one more bad thing about the Sandman, I'll punch you in the dick? (laughs) That's assault. Oh, wow. Okay. So to be fair, there's actually not that much physical assault in this movie. There's just a ton and ton of Wait, so then wait, what is physical assault? If... A verbal assault, sure. That's a verb. That's a verbal assault. Anyway, we're getting physical into assault would here. be like it would be separate. What's when you basically like I go, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you in the dick if you say something bad about Adam Sandler, and I go, fuck you, Adam Sandler's a cuck, and then you hit me in the dick. You bat, you've wow. committed battery on me, and you've also committed a physical assault on me because you've done the thing that you said you were gonna do if I did the thing that you, you followed said. through on your commitments. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. What was that thing we said at the beginning? Facts with. The boys. Facts that don't news... care about your feelings with the boys. No, our fun new facts segment. with the boys. Fun facts with the boys. Yeah. That was a true fun fact with the boys. Yeah, battery and assault, man. There's also the scene. Well, I guess one thing I'd like to talk about is once uh, once the Zohan and I think her name is Raffaella, is that? Dahlia? The... Dahlia. Dahlia. Yeah. But the salon is called Raffaella's for whatever yeah. reason. Anyway, once he's with Dahlia, I feel like is when the movie really, sh- really thinks it's has tried to say something like they oh, oh my yeah. god and they're well, like say what you were saying to me in the kitchen earlier oh when yeah. basically they go to the park and they have central this park central park Ooh, i feel like sexy. yeah it's like this it's kind of like new york assimilation porn if i must be honest because she's talking <laughs> about how she learned how to play softball and yeah. he's like you learn to fit in um yeah that's another thing i was gonna say is that the movie is like it's Israeli propaganda, but they make is they make New York seem so much fucking cooler than Israel. Where it's like, what do you even like? I didn't get a chance to mention this too, but like, why does he have a magazine from like the the eighties? It's like it's not like Israel's not on the grid. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's they true. Just... Yeah, 
They just did it for the gags. For <laughs> they the invented they invented the smallest little submachine gun you could have. Like what? They're not like out here farming every fucking <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, no, that's true. If you yeah. talk to, if you like, even mention the idea of boycotting Israel, people, someone will mention like the, the, the SIM card. The, 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 you don't know about SIM cards? They mentioned they, they invented the SIM card in Israel. Yeah. Israel SIM card. Do you know about Israel? They, they, made, the, they made the SIM card. It's not. It's not even Israeli <laughs> propaganda. That, I forgot. I forgot. It's not even I'm Israeli propaganda <laughs> to to say that Israel is like a technological hub of the world. Yeah. No, yeah, that's just true. true. Yeah, that's just fucking Silicon true. Silicon Desert. Still not okay, doing that. Yeah, great so sorry. Audience, you said but... something funny to him in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. So basically it's just no, they have this moment where they're like on a date that's not a date and whatever. And then the actress who is playing Dahlia who I'll re- reiterate is not Palestinian. She's it's a Jewish. Moroccan Jew, which yeah, to Adam yeah. Sandler means you're Palestinian. Yeah. Um or well, to be fair to Adam Sandler, if you're John Turturro, you're Palestinian. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but basically, she just it's more says of a mindset. she uses the phrase "both sides" at the beginning of a sentence. Oh, yeah. I believe two times in about five seconds. She says both sides are crazy. They just want to fight. Yeah, is the which is just like, and it's just like it's, uh, it's take it from me, a Palestinian who's Jewish and Moroccan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I feel like just flattens flattens the conflict in like an outrageous way cuz there certainly are people who like have a vested interest in continuing to fight, but they sure. don't just they don't just want you know what i mean but that was also that was this movie thinking it's being woke and being like we're not just like we're Mm -hmm. not just saying that israel is great and perfect we're saying that actually both sides have issues like just literal both sides in they they literally both sides and what they actually don't i don't they don't even think they're they think they're doing the opposite but they're also in that moment they're saying like yeah this is a movie that's not going to look at this in any sort of fair way where it's just kind of like, yeah, man, like all of these things, they're equal. Yeah. Well, I think that's, again, it's like, that's the U.S.-ness of it all. I think that's how a lot of Jews and, in general, Americans see Israel and Palestine as, like, a conflict of true equals, which, like, it isn't. Both sides how, do it! That's Wait, okay. how I think a lot of people in America look at America and its many enemies in the Muslim world as, like, oh, you know, there's, like, a group of, like, tribesmen in a small impoverished country with guns and like world the world's most sophisticated technological military and they like you know left a bomb under one of our jeeps like that's probably you know it's just like yeah that we should like the world is flat and everything's the same and like if everyone just was nicer to each other then it would all be easy like okay may i make another point please you may it's kind of a a tangent but i don't want to say the jews control the media but when wow. you but when you make <laughs> a movie where Adam Sandler fucks a hundred old ladies and it and you pull a PG thirteen rating, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? How'd you fuck so many oh, old no, ladies that's so, that's super and easy. get the PG thirteen? Is it because they're old? They're like, yeah. oh no, they're not. We don't see and them. And it's as... like happening in other rooms a lot of the time. It's happening in other rooms. It's no, but I, I love the I... idea that the academy's like. As long as they're not tens. If there were tens, then it would be R. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, there, there, there are old shows. women in that scene. We just thought he was jacking yeah. off because we, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, to be uh, honest, we didn't even see Hollywood them. doesn't exactly like usually treat older characters in general, but certainly not older women as like human beings narratively. No. They're, if they're in the movie, they're usually to serve as an obstacle. Yeah, um, they're nags or they're gags. Yeah. 
and in this case they're just gags they're literal they're literal yeah. pussy gags yeah they're just they they show uh-huh. up so that zohan can fuck them but also he's there's this arc where it's like he is he they finally let him cut hair and he's like okay great i'm gonna start like doing sex work to save this fucking business and like give the evil rich guy like a bunch of money for my underwear fine but then he falls in love with dahlia and realizes his dick doesn't work anymore because he's just too in love with her so he can't get hard for the old ladies but dude you're superhuman just make Mm -hmm. your dick hard just will it he just will it into being. It, it, it is no dream. If yeah. you will. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, Come on. I will, <laughs> I will censor myself for the next five wow. minutes. And just yeah. not say anything. You know said that was uh, Theodore Hetzi? <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, all right. I want to fucking um, die. <laughs> I knew you'd yes, like that one. Let's see. Oh, you know, I, I did a little look. I don't know if we want to move into the big the big picture convo section but i did a look at some of the other big films about like film and tv about israel that was happening around this time in the u.s and like where this fits in. hit us yeah yeah so basically like i was interested to find that uh i i feel like i missed the punchline of this joke is was that theodore herzl said that yeah it was theodore herzl i said theodore hetzi hetzi is like a half boner in Hebrew, so Theodore oh. Hetzi, because it was about <laughs> erections. <laughs> glad, glad we're Damn. all on the same wow. page. That's well done, both of you guys. That's, that's <laughs> a real smite me, smite me classic. <laughs> um, I'll be back, only I on swear. smite me moment. Um, yeah, so I was surprised to find out there are not like a huge amount of movies about Israel Palestine exactly. There's like a couple big movies where Palestinians are the bad guys. So there's what else like is this, there? Um, there's this movie called Delta Force that uh, Chuck Norris was in, oh. where oh, the PLO like hijacks a plane, and um, there's this one point where that they're happened. like, yeah, where they're like, you know, show us all your passports and we'll decide like who the Jews are on this plane. And then the flight attendant is German, and she's like, I can't do that because of the Nazis. So they basically make the PLO the Nazis, which is oh good, okay, that's that's intriguing. Um, there's the movie Munich by Steven Spielberg about, uh, Mossad agents hunting down Palestinian agents who had hunted down or who had, uh, killed Israelis, but it's like a, that's kind of like a gritty, like, you know. Oh, that's the, that's because of the Munich Olympics because of the, yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's historical, but it's like probably pretty, it's, historical. it's a Spielberg historical. Yeah. And it's like, it's like. It's critical in the sense that it shows the Israelis being like, is it good to be an assassin? I don't know. But Turns it's out like... it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's not exactly like taking a super hard look at like, you know, the underlying stuff. Um, and then it's honestly more so on TV. So like there's a show Homeland that was pretty big. And that was adapted from an Israeli show um, where the main tension there is like, uh, you know, these guys get captured as prisoners of war by the Muslims in the original Israeli show, they're the Palestinian Muslims in the U.S. one. They're like the war on the terror Muslims. Muslims. Yeah, I forget yeah. which which of the baddies. Um, but the kind of tension is like they had him for a long time and then he was released back home. Like, did they flip him? Um, and then there's just kind of or there's like Iron Man where 
freaking Iron Man gets captured and uh, builds a super weapon inside of a cave in Afghanistan. So there's just like the buckets are like Holocaust movies, movies where Palestinians are the villains or just like general Muslims are the bad guys. But there's not a lot of like Zohan in this way is sort of unique in that it's like really about the the conflict directly. It's unique because any like studio or whatever that had been pitched it before by someone who wasn't Sandler was like, yeah, no, we're not going to make that movie. That <laughs> is too risky. In, in Hollywood at the time, people just called it the Israel movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that also scams. They doing on the yeah. Israel movie. I mean, it is the Israel movie. Yeah. yeah. So on one hand, like it's like a, a topic that isn't explored in great depth compared to like World War II or, you know, all these other historical moments. But what I do think is interesting is nonetheless, Hollywood has a role talking about the dialogue in more of like a critical way. So like when Seth Rogen recently said he had been fed lies about Israel as a kid and like didn't learn the full scope of the situation and like inflamed the whole Jewish world. And they were like demanding he apologize. And the head of like this really big Jewish nonprofit, the Jewish agency called him and like they had like a, you know, like a summit together and like met. So like that's a way it, like they influence the narrative without I bet he necessarily was, making I bet, a movie about it. I bet when he was talking to that the guy from the Jewish place, Seth Rogen, I bet he was freaking smoking a fat joint. That's what I would have Well, doing. what's interesting is the guy said that Seth Rogen apologized, and then Seth Rogen's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That I'm also, sure Seth also Rogen, very much scans. I'm sure Seth Rogen said, like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. He said basically, like, I wasn't saying Israel doesn't have a right to exist, but I'm also was not told the truth about Israel. I mean, I ain't saying it does have a right to exist. I ain't saying it does have a right (laughs) to exist. I don't know. So so anyway, this movie is just like weird. It's like a weird anomaly. Like, (laughs) it really is. I think it was more about the conflict than most other movies. And yet it says so little. But it's also just it's also kind of just like a ripoff of like coming to America or whatever. Like it's yeah. just like it kind of is. It, is it weird, also man. seems like at the end of the day it was like I want to make jokes about vaguely Jewish stuff. I want to make jokes about banging older women and I want to make jokes at the expense of Arabs. Mm. And like yeah. that's kind of like that's honestly the thesis of the movie. Totally. And like it's and the, disjointed because of it. Because yeah, those and things don't really all add up. Will like save us. Like it honestly reminds me of when Bush... Capitalism will save us? Yeah. No, it's 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 like how is it I mean, I don't actually think it, it's anti capitalist, but it's like the capitalist is the bad guy. The well, main, a certain kind. The yeah. developer, the real estate. Oh, you're saying shark. like but, like mean, community oriented capitalism. Yeah, yeah, it is that it's shit. It's like small isn't business it? owner. I mean, it's 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 just like Bush. So I think there was like there's this famous moment like after 9/11 where people kind of expected Bush to announce this like World War II moment and like everyone's got to pitch in and you know do this different thing to contribute to the war effort, but he basically told people like you should keep shopping and like go to oh, the mall yeah. and like that's yep. what's important. And that's what this movie kind of feels like where it's sort of just like these peace conflicts you know in the middle east like if we all just started a small business (laughs) and went to the mall wouldn't we realize that we all just want to buy shoes from a nice arab guy like yeah capital can capital can soothe all wounds even yeah when literally like the people so yeah the zohan and the the dolly relationship it's like zohan has probably killed hundreds of people that dahlia personally knows and loves the Phantom right. has probably... It even says that she grew up there. 
and like yeah. her brother is like the superhuman counter like there's simply no way yeah it's unavoidable that she doesn't know personally people that the zohan yeah and it's not just like yeah because they're not like third parties like man isn't that crazy what these two sides are doing to each other it's like hey man isn't it crazy what you personally did to tons of people i know (laughs) and they just smooth it over by being like what if they met at a hair salon where they were struggling to pay the rent and also this god was able to produce massive amounts of money for her yeah i feel like also this movie is kind of like the or like this movie and Borat have like a, a synergy to me. They, I was thinking about that. Yeah, Borat. Yeah. This is like a cucked Borat because it's like because Borat is <laughs> this movie's pretty cucked too. Borat. Yeah. Oh, you are not about to come for Borat. Are you kidding me right now? Borat rules. I like. I think Borat. You don't like Borat? Up. Come on. Thumbs or I think down. like the. Are you kidding me? I think what me? he's trying to do I with Borat was such. A, but again, you're right. With Borat, he has an ideology he's making fun of. Yeah, and he's doing it also by not. I mean, he obviously like edits what he puts in and what he doesn't put in, but he is showing something that actually exists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's also like, what's funnier, throw the Jew down the well, or like help the Jew up from the well and uplift him? Because that's Zohan, you know, and that's not funny. <laughs> help the Jew up from the well. <laughs> um, but yeah, in in this movie, he's getting laughs off of like saying little things in Hebrew, and he's like a fucking massage agent or whatever. In Borat, he's like playing this like, well, I guess Borat's also pretty racist. He's like playing this weird Kazakhstani guy, but he's speaking Hebrew to like be anti-Semitic, which is kind of fun and funny. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would agree that this movie has a weird synergy with Borat. I think when did Borat come out? Uh, Earlier, I think oh four, I I believe. Damn, you just know that? 2006, so two years before. Okay. So it was being made, you could safely say that both were being made like early post 9-11 war on terror, if not sooner. But yeah, Borat at least has an edge to it because he's like dealing with real people. I could, I mean, we don't need to do a whole podcast about Borat, but I'm just thinking about the scene on the train where he um, uh, opens his suitcase and there's all those chickens and the guy gets all <laughs> yeah. fucking pissed. Like, that's magic. That is movie magic that yeah. cannot be recreated with fucking uh-huh. Rob Schneider and your little crew. <laughs> Sorry, Sandman. Yeah. It does... There's one other aspect that I thought I wanted to bring up. It's kind of brief because it's mostly just a, a statement, but I do think it's very – it's not interesting. It's really to be expected, but the um, movie plays a lot to um, the stereotype that, like, Arabs are destructive and they can't help it. Like, it's part mm-hmm. of their nature. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, in a way that I thought was really kind of – like, what's, what's, what's weird, too, is that, like – in the movie, the character Salim, played by Rob Schneider, Palestinian American actor, um, <laughs> yeah. activist slash model Rob Schneider, yeah, who who yeah. obviously isn't, is like the one who has the like personal stake and tries to get his other Palestinian uh, friends to like join in, who are actually played by Arab actors. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's this like there's this moment that I, w- I that like the uh, where they're at the house that the movies. It's honestly like it. It almost ma- made it for me, but didn't. Where he's like, they're like trying to get in contact with the Phantom, and like this oh, uh-huh. Rob Schneider character is super upset, and like the other two, like of his friends, are just kind of like, dude, like the kids, man, they'll hear what you're saying, like chill the fuck mm-hmm. out, and they're like, no, I can't do that. Like I have to go fucking like pick up my wife from fucking 
like whatever and it's like oh like you're this movie is almost is like almost at the point where it's like look these people are human beings too and then it's just like no but right after this we're gonna watch them bumble a terror attempt like yeah what the neosporin thing yeah uh-huh. which is also like that entire gag just fucking suck a little bit funny the premise of the if gag is, big what, of... is is what if people who didn't speak English as a first language had trouble reading it. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then it's kind of funny when he throws a big ball of neosporin at the at the place because it's just it's a big ball of goop. Yep. Resounding that's like, laughs. I, I feel like every, <laughs> I can hear that from here. <laughs> every gag in this movie is a bit sort of like there's like a funny slapstick sheen on the top, and then if you scratch it a tiny bit, you're like, oh. Oh, racist yeah. <laughs> yeah this is bad yeah i think the only the only good ones are going out of business being the name of an electronic store uh i think some of the fake hebrew is funny i, don't I know. remember when it came out the things that people were like really that like people thought were funny jokes were like the fizzy bubble or whatever uh-huh yeah like, there's all a that fake shit. soda and it called fizzy bubble mm-hmm. well, yeah. like that's that's a, like that's i enjoyed enough. it like, i love yeah I just fucking love Sandler movies, even the bad ones. Like, I recognize that he yeah. makes shit movies, but, like, he keeps you interested. He keeps you – this one we were talking about earlier, fucking star-studded. George Takai is in it for two seconds for no reason. Yeah. Like, just – Oh, yeah, because they have in, to throw gay people under the I bus know, they for need a to second. sneak in one, like, and the gay is also funny. Moving well, on. also, like – Chris yeah. Rock is in it as a Jamaican cab driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, doing a terrible – he can't even keep a straight face. He has this little shit-eating grin on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's friends with Sandler, and he's like, man, this movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I would love to know is what the pre-9-11 version of this script was, because they changed the movie three times. They wrote an original script before 9/11. Oh, I would love to went, get my I would love to get my harder. dirty little paws on that. <laughs> After this, and then they revised it um because they thought it was like wasn't the right time and they made it they didn't even make it about Israel and Palestine, they made it about a fake country and the dispute was about an orange grove. Um What? Yeah, which again Boo. is a weird accidental concordance with yeah, the present that's what because I was it's say. like that starts. there's a lot of like shit about agricultural land tied up in you know who gets to build a village and who gets to not build a village in a lot of palestine several thousand year old olive trees that were uh that don't exist anymore i heard that the pre-9-11 version of it was it was like the same movie basically except instead of like the israeli side of the street and the palestinian side of the street they just each had a separate twin tower but then they kind of, <laughs> you know, it was like it was the Israeli, oh my God. the Israeli twin I tower. That's not you making a funny. <laughs> that is absolutely no. It's not real. Yeah, that's me making a uh-huh. a distasteful little funny. Yeah. It was, it was and so real. then, but then after they, yeah, they made it fictionalized, which is again. So and as I was just checking out other stuff in Hollywood, that's what like the Call of Duty games do. Like Israel and Palestine are like not. Some countries are real in those games, but uh, there, there's always, like, fake Middle Eastern countries that are, right. like, kind of, you know, the, the bad guys. Um, but anyway, and then they then they made a third version that this is – that is the movie we see today. So that's, like, the, the one that they, like, sat in their chamber of study and, like, this is the perfect version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no notes. Say. No notes. I would say it's perfect. Um, you I guys – I would they, say – They stuck the landing. If – if you get a bunch of shit together and set it on fire, you don't have any right to complain what color it burns. 
that's kind of my wait what's the metaphor here it's just that like the movie you can't critique it it's a fucking piece of garbage because we watched Uh it Yeah. yeah It's a, like like yeah. what could we have like done differently to have made this movie better? Nothing, because you can't yeah. make it. Good. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I feel like the only the critiques are like only at this weird meta level because they weren't even really trying to do that much. It's just like they're caught up in these kind of cultural currents that are happening yeah. around them. I will say, um, have you guys ever read the essay on Smarm? No, you talk about it a lot. Not not that uh, much, but you've, you've mentioned it a few times. Oh. On Smarm, yeah, it's just like it's like a, as I found conceptually helpful. It's just like this guy wrote it in kind of the early 2010s, I think, and it's about like it's about like a kind of political and aesthetic style that powerful people have and they use, and then they turn like real disagreements and power differences into this kind of like civility thing, and then they kind of criticize people for seeming unserious or uncivil for pointing out just like right. the reality. Um, so like, I, yeah, I you're actually, too angry. A little quote. You're too yeah, angry right. about your house being destroyed by these people. Yeah, and this movie to me Behaves is pure smarm. Yeah, it's like Israel Palestine isn't like political actors with objectives and different power status. It's like people just equally being mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair. I uh, I pulled up a little quote. Um, which is, uh, what is smarm exactly? Smarm is a kind of performance, an assumption of the forms of seriousness, of virtue, of constructiveness without the substance. Smarm is concerned with appropriateness and with tone. Smarm disapproves. And I feel like this movie is like activists are bad. Specific politics are bad. Like it's all just, it's like nothingness and we should just be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. It's the void. But really, yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like, this is an American perspective on this. So again, you're like. Israel is the big bad in the region, and then, like, America is, like, the big, big bad supporting the lesser big, you know? It's like, yeah. I think it would be fair to say, like I put in the summary, creatively nihilistic. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put put to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pushing just, the edge. <laughs> yeah. It's like I stared into the void, and, and Adam Sandler's voice came back. Shit <laughs> <laughs> <And> again. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's like what what else can you say? Like at the end of the day, it's Nick, it's a movie that's just at people's expense. It's a yep. It's a it's definitely racist and at people's expense. It's a Sandler movie, so just a lot keeps yeah. happening. You can call it a lot of things. You can't call it boring. It is not boring. Yeah, and it like, is too I still, long. Even it's as, too long. You know, it should have been a cool ninety. Critical whatever brain I have now, like I still laughed, but I was just like, I hate this. <laughs> I, like, yeah, you, I, I laughed. I was like, you got me, you fucking bastard. I laughed some, awful. and it, it's, I don't know, it's a mixture of laughing. Like, I think that, what am I trying to say? Certain people don't, like, there's the this idea of, like, ironic racism or whatever, and, like. Ew. No, but I, what am I trying to, I like guess in the office when they're sort of like, no, you're supposed to think that Michael Scott's racist, but like they right. clearly want you to think he's But I guess more too. what I'm getting at is like some of the times I laughed because they landed a good joke. And some of this, some of the times I laughed, most of the times I laughed because I'm like, oh my God, this movie is so shitty and racist. This is terrible. But I'm just like, whatever, I'm in it. Like I'm, I've, I, I bought into the nihilism of it all. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm laughing at the goat scene. I'm laughing. Cause yeah, the goat shit is incredibly racist. It's kind of funny when they're talking about how like, like, did you give him little pets under the chin? Like, yeah, of course he loves the little pets under the chin. Like that's the thing. They take 
whatever harmful bullshit and then they kind of turned it into like palatable punchlines which maybe is more harmful and yeah no they turn it into like the three stooges where it's like yeah it's like funny watching someone get hit with a board i mean i think what you what you just said john though kind of nails it and probably why i didn't laugh at all during this movie which is it really asks you to like to buy into it like yeah yeah like in, in order for you to in order for you to enjoy the movie on that level, you have to, on some certain level, like put your head into the void, yes. and have that, and have the void of nothing filter everything for you, because yeah. otherwise you're just left with the things we talked about for the last ninety minutes. And then if mm-hmm. you're left with just the things that we talked about for the last ninety minutes, and you're in like like the state of mind that I was in, yeah, you don't really laugh a lot. And then what I find so insidious about it is then so then if you were to bring these up to Adam Sandler or someone who just unequivocally loves this movie, they'd be like, it's Adam Sandler. You think he's like writing some essay? He's just goofing around. Like, why are you so upset right. about yeah. it? It's like this total trick where like they get away with doing all this like ideological work while pretending or being uh oblivious to the fact that they are and then you look like the crazy one for pointing out that like whoa you're actually like right. really in way and then over it, your head. it really yeah and it just does this thing of like like see we're taking shots at everyone like we're saying that arabs are like dirty savages and that israelis are kind <laughs> of silly and quirky and they put hummus on on stuff yeah also it's it's a it's a very good example of of trying to make a quote-unquote apolitical statement about a political situation yeah which if yeah. you if you think that that's even possible possible it already reveals your politics totally yeah um all right i think we're we're kind of uh circling the drain here i think yeah to close it out we should, i think we should all go around and say you know compliment sandwich style say something we like about adam sandler you know say something that's <laughs> really cool and lovable about him Mm. i like that like every other human uh on on earth um he has an expiration date (laughs) 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 oh man every other human except the mother freaking zohan except for the zohan and actually to be fair apparently also john turturro playing phantom it doesn't really Mm. seem like phantom's going away wait real talk though ayani have you i think you should watch uncut gems because it's i've heard it i'm i'm actually pretty sure i would probably enjoy it i also just would love to have the kind of career where i can make dog shit for 30 years to produce one good movie well he didn't even make that this after this after the safety soft the safety brothers oh okay so then just fuck him completely it's not a happy madison but he (laughs) he kills it he's great in it he does great and i also feel like they kind of I think it's a very canny choice that they chose him um, for that movie. But anyway. Uh, this isn't a podcast about Uncut Gems. This is a podcast no. about the damn Zohan. No, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I forgot to... I feel like this should have been way more in the middle of the podcast. But they were making this movie in probably around 2005. And that was the same year that uh, Israel left. I think couldn't can't remember if it was the Gaza Strip or the West Bank, but it was one of them where they were basically just sort of like the Tuesday thing is probably never going to work, but we also don't really want a one state. So like, what if we just penned him in? And they were pretty right. much explicitly yeah. saying that. And they were kind of, they just kept talking about how like, and then there's the, a line in the movie where he's like, that's why you gave back the Gaza strip. It was like, Oh, it's like, what are you fucking yeah, it's like talking a, It's about? like a schoolyard diss. Also yeah. like in about three months from when the movie came out, no, four months, maybe five months. The, um, Israel is going to break a, a, um, a ceasefire 
to make a preemptive strike on the Gaza Strip. Yeah. Um, which, again, to be fair, he did not know that that was going to happen. Yeah. Nobody yeah, did. Yeah, but it's also but like they, they, you know. I'm sure they, Israel did. They but. put this. Israel did, yeah. Um, they, <laughs> They're playing the that one out, I'm sure. Yeah. They put this movie on the back burner because of 9-11, and they're like, oh, you know, it's a little sensitive of a time right now. But then they realized, like, oh, we're trying to make a fucking Israel-Palestine movie. It's always going to be terrible, <laughs> yeah. so we'll just do it. Yeah, we'll just no matter how insensitive matter. it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought, yeah, that was a little bit of context to mention where it's sort of like the movie is like, yeah, like everyone's doing a little bit of something and like it's all equal. And then like what was actually happening was like, what if we just confined them there forever and indefinitely not a nation, but not not a nation. And I think also it just bears to know as we're coming to the conclusion, not stuff we got super into, but I I do not believe this movie passes the Bechdel test. Um, oh, no. It doesn't really mm. view women. At, the most positive it views women is that Dahlia is a small business owner. That's um, true. And when a weird, smarmy white guy comes up to demand money from her, she does tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, nope, that was a scene I enjoyed. When the fucking Israeli electronics owner is like haggle, doing that thing where you haggle but don't haggle with someone. Yeah. Where they're okay, just kind so of like, I know you have to go now. Goodbye. Yeah. He's, it's like <laughs> fake polite way of just being like, I'm not giving you your fucking money, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that. Other than that, women are props in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. And Total even... right wing fantasy of Israel. It's just sort of like hot, vaguely Mediterranean babes in bikinis, like yeah. kissing soldiers. <laughs> and then, you know, even the small amount of. Uh, agency or autonomy that a woman has in the film is sort of underwritten by um adam sandler's eldritch fucking abilities like yeah yeah so again but there's not there's not even that much to get into there because it's also like of course you wouldn't fucking like why would the why would there be like a realistic human female character in this movie no that's true it would be weird if they tried to like also make it a feminist movie like yeah fuck off with that um, all right. Well, this has been another edition of Smite Me at the Movies. Yeah. Um, oh, true. Um, oh, I forgot. We were gonna. Um, we weren't able to have him on because of a scheduling conflict. But uh, Smite Me fan favorite Caleb Gricky of uh, Best Adapted Podcast. We were chatting about this movie a little bit, and one of his takes was it, its kind of point is like Lamau. These tough desert boys wear little shorts. Lamau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's kind of like did he wait like did a, he i wouldn't be i would not be surprised if that was the first version of the script they pitched did caleb yeah. watch this whole movie for us and then he couldn't make no, it no i don't, I don't think so. okay well that's I think good it just, I, think I wouldn't it, it i would not wish that on him power that he was just thinking about it yeah all right well listen John Turturro, come on the podcast you've you're yes. you're canon now adam sandler come on the podcast what um what character in the Bible do you think Adam Sandler is most like? I think he would cast himself as like a very obnoxious side character in the Exodus story who has like a little bit more screen time than he probably should. Uh-huh. 
Which is any screen time, to be fair. Or maybe God, you know, possessed of considerable power doesn't always make the uh, more most humane choice. I mean, yeah, yeah, Zohan is basically God. Like, he's he's a God. He's God. Zohan is God. No, Um, he is a God because he... And he should be able to make his dick work when he wants it to work to fuck the old ladies to save the day, but he can't. That's how that's how beautiful Dolly is that the superhero can't get it up for old ladies anymore. So whatever. You're you're whatever. <laughs> All right. Pat. I want my fucking two hours back from Adam Sandler. It was an hour fifty three. You got seven minutes left to do whatever the heck you wanted. God damn. Um Okay, we'll be back next week with um, With the the damn Torah. I'm pretty sure the Earth is going to swallow a man. So, ooh, nice. That's more exciting. Maybe one of our new questions is going to be cut it, keep it, or watch the Zohan instead of reading this portion. (laughs) Um, Definitely, it takes less time to read a chapter of the Torah than it does to watch the Zohan. That's true. That's true. And guess what? They're both an equal waste of your fucking time. (laughs) That's not true. You can. People have really built whole, like, I don't think that's true at all. People have built whole communities and 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 practices around the Zohan movies. So, um, yeah, even if you don't believe in everything they say, I mean, you can still appreciate the struggles that your ancestors went through. The for whole you to be able thing to is poetry and allegory. <laughs> all right, if yeah. we don't cut ourselves off soon, this podcast is going to yeah. be as long as the damn Zohan. So, damn, damn. Yeah, yeah, we, we we'll love you. Smite me podcast at gmail.com if you have opinions. Um, make sure they are pro Sandler. Um, <laughs> Anti Sandler opinions will be deleted and uh-huh. reported. Um, if if you want to stay tuned, I'm gonna just read on on Smarm in full out loud into the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just go from there. Chapter one. <laughs> it's an essay. All right. Essay. <laughs> oh, shit, <my> <laughs> All right. Good night. Yes. Good night.